welcome back guys got another episode um today's dirty dozen uh marty height josh oh episode yeah, 12 episode 12 josh oh, martin yo welcome this is episode 12 isn't it that's crazy yeah listen i want to give a big happy birthday to my wife to my lovely wife i love you i i make passive jokes at her on here sometimes um some of which probably only she knows about but her birthday is june the 14th so this episode is going to drop on the what the 10th or 11th and so it's the closest to to her birthday and so happy birthday uh to her and happy anniversary to y'all you just guys just had an anniversary earlier this week yeah but when the yes. podcast drops we would June 6th marked one year. So I'll be in Florida and uh, celebrating that. And so happy anniversary to Sarah. Been married one year. One year. Yep. Happy Man. one year anniversary. Maybe we one are... day we will unpack what are the lessons that one year of marriage teaches? I also have a one year anniversary gift that she got me that she gave to me yesterday because we'll be at in Florida for our actual anniversary. Yeah. Speedo? Is it a Speedo? You ready for this? I'm ready. Are you ready for this? I, I think I'm ready. Am I ready? I don't know. Let me get let me let me make sure I can see myself so I can put it in the right spot here. No! That's amazing! For you guys yeah. who cannot see what I'm yeah. seeing right now, it's a full-blown tattoos right. and Jesus coffee mug that's right she got me oh, a tattoos and jesus coffee mug please tell him did she get me an anniversary gift too no your wife no. sucks whoa first of all whoa whoa that is gorgeous dude you guys got to see this picture a white coffee mug with our logo full yeah. size it's not tiny yeah. you know my wife bought us that's tiny right. stickers this is large <laughs> large yeah. logo full white mug with a blue handle which complements the logo perfect complements the logo yeah now so we have stickers we have official merch we got merch man we have it's not for sale merch. though don't try to buy it guys this is no. one off custom made we're ramping up does that say shutterfly on the bottom it does see that yeah that's, that's where she oh, made it at. oh that is incredible so our wives are awesome man sticker yep. merch man shout out to sarah happy um, anniversary happy birthday that's right. Man, that, I would I, tell you what I'm getting my wife for her birthday if I thought this episode was going to drop after she got it, but it's, but it's not. not. So I, mm, I can't. Anyway, guys, today's episode, it's going to be not unlike last episode where we kind of just talk about what's on our mind. Uh, got a coffee review that we've actually been talking about for a little, little while now. It's actually, if you have been a follower of T&J, it's a coffee re-review. Uh, and so if that reminds you of anything, you will you will figure it out here in a minute. And we've got some fun coffee facts for you during that time. Right, that's right. And then we have uh, just to talk about guy problems is kind of what it boils down to. But before <laughs> in, that. In a, in a clean way. In, in a clean way. Not, no, no, nothing explicit, nothing dirty. Good, good problems um, that comes from my problems because um, Josh doesn't have problems. That's not true. Uh, but Josh, before then, we want to we want to implore our listeners to do something for us. What are we going to be dropping next week or in the next couple days that we need our reviewers, our viewers to review for us? 
Yes, so we have, um, we're launching a tour um, around the nation. Nah, uh, that would be pretty cool though. Um, no, so we have a survey that we are throwing out there as part of our um, kind of feedback that we're going to get from y'all. Some some constructive criticism, bad criticism, good criticism, it doesn't really matter. Just tell us your honest opinion of the show so that we can adjust accordingly or, you know, give you a shout out, you know, appreciate the feedback. I mean, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, because we want to kind of make sure that what we're doing is helping the people that are listening as well as that the people listening are enjoying what we're doing. So if there's anything yeah. we can tweet that we can, we can definitely work around that. Cause we're just out here winging it. We're just having a good time winging it. We're like chefs, but it doesn't matter. If we love to cook, if you don't like to eat what well, we like to cook. That's right. It's got to taste That's right. That's right. So here's the reality of the matter. Don't recommend something that requires significant change. We're not going to change who we are. However, what we're going to do is going to be anonymous. So the only way for us to know who you are is if you in the feedback tell us who you are. Because we want honesty. The only way that we can ensure that people can at least feel like they can be honest um, is is if we tell you this is going to be anonymous. And so we're hoping to get 25, 30, 40 uh, surveys back um, about this. And so we're going to be asking you about um, content, segments, um, just us as personalities, Josh and Marty, and how we talk and the content that we contribute to the show, what we can do better or worse, more of or less of, uh, length of the show, if I didn't say that, um, just the different things, because the truth is, is we really enjoy doing this. Like, it's a lot of fun um, to get on here once a week and just chat. Um, it's kind of a, a version of therapy for me in some ways. And yeah. then, um, and so we want to keep doing it. You know, it's one of them things that we don't, we don't want to stop. Um, but we also want it to be enjoyable to our listeners. And so we have to be aware that, hey, we might have blind spots to what makes it better or worse. And so I don't care if you've listened to the show one time or you've listened to all 12 shows. There's a reason you only listened once or you've, there's a reason you've only listened or have listened to all 12 and we want to know those reasons and we want to uh we want to take all that into account especially if there's a theme right um if everybody's like man that josh guy he's cool but well, marty's got a squeaky voice sucks. josh will can me right uh, he's, marty got 50, sings he's got too much <laughs> he's got 50 hey listen the best part away okay 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 here we go here we go i will say this though like looking at our i'm currently looking at our numbers for tattoos and jesus yeah and our estimated audience is we added Canada 45. yesterday. Did you see that? We added Canada. Italy? Yeah. International podcast. Hey, mate. Est- oh, wait, estimated that's audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> estimated audience is 45. Boot in a boot. That's Canada. But that's because we had to reorganize all of our um, episodes at one point. So it kind of messed with the data. So we probably have, we'll say, a, say 50 to 60 people who listen every week. Our first episode has 130 total plays. So that's exciting. And then we average anywhere as, as time goes yeah. on. I, I actually ran a number the other day, and I think we averaged somewhere between 60 and 70 plays an episode at this point. Yeah. And then we found out yesterday, one of our friends, Austin, takes me. And by yesterday, it was oh, yeah, June, June 2nd. 2nd. 
that Apple had a software update and it's kind of messed with our podcast and you're not going to be able to access it until they get the bugs fixed. It's not just ours, I think. So we're trying to wait for that to reboot. Yeah. As of We're not peddling religious conspiracy. We've doubled on our last podcast, though. Yeah. So I, maybe the software update has uh, kicked in. But Okay. Just had to get all, you know. Dirty brew. Housekeeping. Is it time for the Dirty Brew re-review? Yes. So Seattle's best that I did at the yes. beach that we think was inflated. Marty didn't have it. So we're kind of doing a re-review um, so that we can get a, f- a fair review. Somebody asked me about fair. Seattle's um, last week, actually. Which so we're this do is a perfect timing because you guys are heading to the beach <laughs> back to the, the beach. day of this. That's right. And so you're going back to your biased situation. Right. So we're going to give this a fair review. Marty's going to try yeah. it this time. And because we've, we- we've had a couple people say something about it. So now I know why you wouldn't try the coffee earlier because you got that cool mug. That's right. You That's could have right. turned it around, so I could have saw it. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but it is what it is. Okay. I don't remember. I know that you had an elevated score. You called it inflated. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. I just know it was high. It was I want to say it was in the sixes. No, no, no. I'm not looking intentionally. Oh, I'm not was, trying. Uh, don't tell was, me. Don't tell me. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to give a real <laughs> review. I'm not trying can to I give. Ch- can I change mine? No, man. I can't change it. Mm-hmm. Can I give a? Yeah, a yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put a. I'll put a. I'll put a slash, and then I'll put our new combined. I'll put our new combined. You can combine mine. This is, really, and this is good. Listen, contrary to normal, where you like the weird stuff, I'm really enjoying this. Mine's cooled off too much. I wish it was a little hotter. Yeah, mine cooled off because I was sitting there waiting to, for the big reveal. So. Yeah, it's. It took us longer to get to it than mine's been sitting here for probably 35 minutes. God, no. So listen, while I'm, while I'm mulling over this, okay, real quick though. All right, Donut Shop still ha- takes the top for me. <clears throat> when it comes to, I don't care what the score is. If I walked into a store right now and I had to buy a coffee, I'm picking up the Donut Shop original K-Cup. Boom. This is right there. I'm going to be honest with you. I might not change it. Um, this is, I might not change it. You know, I talk junk about Seattle's best and I hadn't tried it back, back in the day when you gave your review, cause I, I said, do. Oh, they cocky, they cocky. They come in here trying to Trump Starbucks. Starbucks can like lick their feet. It's a house blend medium roast. Cause Seattle has a lot of different sales. Best yeah. So this is just a house blend medium roast. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I'll wait till you, to you give the review, but I don't, I wish maybe I'm really, I really like it. Here's this is contrary to what I normally say. Okay. So my criticism, so there's probably a flavor that I'm missing that would explain what I'm about to say. But when I criticized QT a couple episodes ago, I said there was this like almost too much of a, a wateriness to it. There was, it was missing this little bit of a punch I was looking for. I like the neutrality of it, but it was missing this little punch. This has a little bit of that quality to it. Like it's way better than QT. Like I like the flavor way better, but it has this little bit of a, and I don't know, maybe there's a certain bean or something, bean, a certain twang in coffee that I'll learn with time. But, um, but as a whole, <clears throat> I'm really, this is, this is a drinking man's coffee right here. All right, listen, 
before we review it, mm-hmm. I looked up 21 surprising coffee facts that will perk up your afternoon. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. Or do, you, do you know allegedly what legend has as to where coffee came from? What year? What year? Yeah, approximately. Just one kind of or just good the situation night. where it came from. Anything about the origins of coffee. I'm going to go with um, the year of 1777. What, the the year after the America was created? I mean, I don't know. 800 AD. 800 AD? Yeah. Legend has it that in the ninth, ninth century goat herders noticed the effect of caffeine had on its goats who appeared to dance after eating the fruit of the coffee plant. A local monk then made a drink with the produce and found that it kept him awake at night. Thus, the original cup of coffee was born. Shout out to monks all the way around, you know? Yeah. All right. A couple of these facts aren't that fun to talk about. Um, let me let me scan to the fun ones. Uh, there are two main types of coffee. You talked about one of these last week. Do you remember what it was? What type of beans? Arabic? Arabica. Arabica? Yes, yes, you're right. Is that the same thing? (laughs) So am I just saying it wrong? It's Arabica. Are you sure? You take the A off, it's Arabic, but it's Arabica, I'm pretty sure is the word. And the other one is Robusto. Robusta. Isn't that a type of cigar, too? I don't know. I don't. Robust? I care about my lungs, Josh. Okay. Um, First of all, shots fired. Oh, uh, so apparently Arabica is the most popular. Like that's the yeah. But the robusta tastes a little more bitter and contains more caffeine. Ooh, so, might be like towards espresso type. That's what it sounded like when I read it. That's what I thought about. It. I was like, that's a that's a Josh man coffee. Mm. Uh, Brazil grows the most. Brazil. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'll wait. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Um. Multiple people have tried to ban coffee. Oh, here's one. You're a drug and alcohol counselor. You can overdose on coffee. Do you know that? It's actually part of our assessment, but we never ask it. It says, don't worry. You would need to drink about 30 cups in a very short period of time to get close to a lethal dose of caffeine. Okay, they're they're judging that, though, probably on the average dose, the average. What if you had 30 of those, like, little Cuban shots? Oh... Not nah, well, maybe <clears throat> we should try it. What can you order it? I'm not trying to die, Josh. I'm not going to try it. Why to overdose on coffee? No, not try to overdose. I'm talking about the like really strong coffee that you oh, just take. Oh, like, yeah, I'm sure you could probably. I'm not trying to die. Well, I'm not trying to die on the podcast. How you can those? order drugs on the black market and have them delivered to your house from Amazon. Surely you can get a cup of Cuban coffee delivered. That's probably true. Yeah. All right. A couple more. We'll wrap up. Um, Coffee drinkers tend to live longer. The Boston tea. Oh, going back to your 1776, the Boston tea party helped to popularize coffee in America. Uh, Decaf does not mean caffeine free. And Decaf does not mean caffeine free. Mm-mm. An eight ounce brewed cup of decaf coffee usually contains two to 12 milligrams of caffeine. 
the Mayo oh, Clinic states. In comparison, a regular cup of coffee supplies between 95 and 200 milligrams. Um, while only Oxygen one, probably has that. While one can of cola has about, ooh, typo, has about 23 to 35 milligrams. So really, though, in theory, you could drink two cups of decaf and be almost where a soda would be. I told a girl named Caroline, who all listens to this podcast, so shout out to Caroline, about the Coke. She loves Coke. She drinks Coke about every day, every second of the day. So I told her about the warm Coke, cold Pepsi <clears throat> situation <throat> that we talked about on our last mm -hmm. podcast. We hadn't posted yet. so I can go Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried it. Is it true? And she liked the warm Coke better than the than the cold Coke. But did she Google it? Was I right? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't fact check you. I didn't want to. You know, you didn't, didn't, snop, you, didn't, you didn't Snopes me. No, absolutely not. I just went with it. She said it was true though. She said the warm Coke. It was did taste similar. But did it taste similar? She didn't do the Pepsi. She just did warm to cold Coke, and she said warm was better than cold Coke. Wow. And she's like a coke fanatic so that's amazing all right last fact that i'm going to read here the grounds of coffee can beautify your skin save your leftover beans for a do-it-yourself scrub coffee grounds are physical exfoliators and can lift off dead skin cells making skin feel smooth and look brighter says good housekeeping beauty lab chemist denusha neck and caffeine is thought to improve blood circulation in the skin, but there isn't yet sufficient clinical data on its use in topical products. We got we got to score this. Seattle's best. I almost <laughs> forgot about it. My dad <laughs> joked with me the other day because he was like, because you know, a couple of weeks ago we forgot to like the end All of the, the show. The and my dad the was like, he's like, I'm listening to the whole podcast. He's like, what's the score? What's the score? And yeah. then he goes, then you guys remember. Yeah, that's true. We didn't. We we got to score it. Like it's like an anticipation. I feel like I've, we're teaching people patience. You know how they joke that in Baptist churches we we don't dance. Like we keep our movements in a box. Like we 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 don't we we don't move our arms very much. We don't move our hands very high. We keep it. I feel like my scores have been boxed in. I don't go too low. I don't go too high. I keep it. I keep it real. Except for your little instant coffee, you plummeted that thing. I don't go too high, too low. Man, Gosh, I feel sick thinking about him. I'm feeling six three. Six three. I, that's what I'm feeling today. That's what. Okay. That's where I'm at. Okay. Hey, I'm. Hey, that's that's cool. I agree. I agree. What is that? What you're giving it? Well, I already gave it a six two. I think. No, you didn't. You gave it a, an even six. Oh, really? I would say. I would say that's um, that's about that's about solid. So, so you, six one and a half overall. I, I'll stick with it. So I'm gonna change our score to a six. See, I gave an honest review. Don't try to don't try to play me and be six, a beat. Six one five. Six one five. You're the one that said it wasn't an honest review. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is. It's hard to to drink coffee, look at the ocean, and not score it. I'm high. tell you, this is. It's not strong. It's smooth. It is smooth. But let me. I, gotta, I'm telling that. you, if I was sitting on a balcony at the beach. It's eight fifteen in the morning. Sun's not out. It's not hot. It's overcast. Breeze is blowing. It's crisp. You're feeling good. The coffee's there. You're not feeling overheated at all. We're this doing, is what I want in my cup. Are we doing God of the Energy right now on the podcast? Uh, yes. I actually just did this for class. But yeah, I yes, this is what I want. This is it's this smooth. Is it's want. not it's not too strong. Next time you go to the beach, 
buy it, mm -hmm. sit on the balcony. I'm going to the beach in two weeks, three weeks. I could, I could pound two, three cups of this, no problem. Yeah, I'm about to go. Whereas, and that's part more. of it is I like drinking a few cups. I do too. I don't, I don't like drinking being a one and done kind of guy. I, and I, I think the bolder yeah. ones, like I don't hate the bold ones, but like I get about half cup done. And I'm like, mm, this it's a little strong, and like I'll finish that cup, and I feel a little uneasy. All right, but uh, the the bold cups are for the mornings of like weekends. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want that quick punch, and then you want to yeah. get the day started. So like work, you kind of need some. Yeah, you just gotta. Day. So you need that North Monday Carolina through room. Friday coffee. Yeah, Monday through Friday coffee. Okay, I'm good with it. Damn. All right. Great, great review. Listen, so today I had something on my mind. I was trying to make an awkward silence. I didn't know how long <laughs> I should wait. Hey, the build. It's the build up. <laughs> the build up. All right. So I um, I, I told Josh this last week. Uh, it's, I, I started working out at the gym last week. I joined a gym. And so I've been going in the mornings before work. I'll go and work out for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, shower, go to work. Anyone who's ever started working out, especially if you lift weights and you haven't done that in a while. Uh, I used to go pretty consistently and then some job changes, gym closed down. It was inconsistent. Haven't, haven't lifted weights in a few years. Started lifting weights last week. My muscles are shredded. Right. Like picking up this cup of coffee to take a drink. Uh, it, it feels like my my chest is just going to start bleeding at any moment is kind of what it feels like. It feels like there's hooks embedded in my chest pulling in both directions. And I didn't even lift that much weight. Like that's how bad of a deal. Um, I was impressed that I'm still as strong as I am. I didn't I didn't lose as much as I thought I'd lost. I thought I was going to be benching with like a 25 on each side. I'm not that bad, but um, I'm sore. But the real question here is why? Why did I start going to the gym? You know, Celia, when we were talking the other week, she made a statement which had a, a convicting irony to it. When I was supervising her several years ago, I used to tell her that our coping skills need to match our stress levels, you know? And so one of the ways that we know that we need help is when our, um, well, I forget how she phrased it. It was really well worded, but it was basically when our struggles surpass our ability to cope or something of that nature. Or, um, and so, but I used to tell her, I was like, you know, when life is good, you don't have to do a whole lot to maintain because life is good but like when life ramps up and your stress ramps up like you need to combat that with coping skills and coping skills can be a lot of different things right like as a therapist it can be therapy but it can also be exercise it can be diet you know it can be um diving a little deeper into your spiritual beliefs there's a lot of ways that you can ramp up your coping skills to combat the stress of life, but there needs to be a one-to-one -one ratio because what happens is, is your stress, stress mounts, but your response to that stress does not, you become overwhelmed and over time you'll collapse, right? And so that's something I used to preach to Celia and then she responded to it. The, the irony of it is 
I've been living that for about six weeks and not admitting it to anyone. We literally sat here and recorded four episodes on mental illness. I sat here, talked about anxiety while actively crippled with anxiety. We sat here and talked about depression. I made a joke about how people can be depressed and nobody knows it because they fake it so well while struggling with depression. And on some level, it wasn't intentional. And I just hadn't fully realized how how much I was tanking. Um, but the, the reality of it is, is I was on a downward spiral. Like I was not doing well. Um, and it finally crashed about mm, two or three Sundays ago. And what happened is, man, I was just sitting Sunday night. I was sitting at the dinner, dining room table and uh, I was just kind of staring into the sky. And my wife was like, what in the world is wrong with you? And she's like, I've been asking you for two weeks. Like something is wrong. Like, What's your deal? Right. Like I was short tempered. I was angry. I was you know, on edge, I was kind of zoned out. Um, I thought I just wasn't me. I was not me. And I knew I wasn't me. I couldn't figure out what it was. I didn't know. It, I just couldn't put my finger on it. But I knew I was at my breaking point that night. Like I knew I was at my breaking point. Uh, but I couldn't figure out the why. <clears throat> and uh, but long story short, I sat there for probably 30 minutes. It's like zoned out. And finally she was like, Marty, what the frick's wrong with you? Like, what's the deal? And, and, I, and I, in my head, I could tell myself like, Marty, just talk. If you'll just start talking, the answers will come. But like, you have to just start talking. But like, I couldn't open my mouth and talk. I felt paralyzed. And, uh, but then finally I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And, um, and then we did start talking and then it did start coming. And then, and like, I'm not an emotional guy, like generally speaking, like I, it takes a lot for me to get emotional and I just broke down. And, uh, and then, and that's when it just like the flood came and I was just like, this is what I'm dealing with. And I don't want to get all the details of the show, um, just because of, you know, just cause it deals with a lot of my family and just some stress that's been building nothing bad, mm-hmm. it just build up stress builds up Mm -hmm. and and I just bottled it and I bottled it and I bottled it and I wasn't dealing with it I wasn't talking about it and I wasn't dealing with it and and at the same time that I felt it building up there was also this fear in me especially as I kind of felt myself breaking as I felt myself becoming overwhelmed you know because my grandfather um was a southern baptist minister man of God, phenomenal leader, you know, deep down inside, I feel like I probably have some characteristics of him that have allowed me to be very successful in life, but he bottled and he bottled and he bottled and he broke and he was never the same person again. And he made some really poor choices in that period of his life that he wasn't able to come back from. And so I'm sitting there like, I can't be that guy. You know, I got to practice what I preach. Like every day I go to work and I help people not be this guy. 
And here I am sitting here being this guy. Here I am recording a podcast being this guy. I feel like such a hypocrite, but it also allowed me to feel very like this is it. I get it. This is why it's hard. Uh, and so since that time, fast forward, I'm doing great today. Like I feel really good, right? Because I was like, I have to do something different. After talking to my wife, getting all of that out, instantly there was probably a 50% improvement just that night. Um, but then the next three days were really up and down, very emotional. I was kind of checked in, checked out, like it, they were rough. Like they were, I was probably, it was, it was a bad, bad week that week. Um, and then it, it all kind of started coming together for me. Like I continued to talk to my wife and, and, uh, and I stand here today and I'm, I'm good. Like, I really feel good. Like I feel deflated. Like I feel like the emotions are, are man, like where they need to be but what it came down to is i just had to be honest right there were some people that i needed to call and say hey i'm struggling and i i just need to admit that to you and this is what that looks like to me not because they were involved in the struggles but i needed to be honest with them like you like my pastors the pastors that i lead with at church right like i gotta practice what i preach you gotta reach out to your support system some of the family that was involved and i needed to call them and say listen this situation is bothering me and i need to tell you that um, because I can't carry this around. And, uh, and so I began just being honest and trying to own my emotions instead of hiding from them. And it has really allowed me to, I feel like rebalance. And, uh, but in response to that, I've started going to the gym, um, to increase my coping skills. And so even though I feel like I'm back to a balanced place, I don't want to let it build up again. And so I've introduced a new coping skill that number one is good for my health. It's good for my fitness. I enjoy doing it. Um, and it helps to offset that so that hopefully it doesn't, you know, over time build back up. And so the question that I had was why, you know, I had breakfast with a, a buddy of mine Monday morning, Chris Goldman, sometimes listens to the show. So if you listen to this podcast, Hey, Chris, um, you know, and we were talking about this and I was admitting this to him, you know, cause we had breakfast one of these mornings and, and I didn't, I wasn't honest with him. You know, I didn't admit to him, like, as we sit here, I'm having a hard time, but this past Monday I did. And, uh, and he was like, I could tell you were tense. And he was like, he, he said, but I don't think it's just you. He said, cause I'm, he said, I do the same thing. And he said, and I feel like other guys do this. Yeah. And he said, why do guys have such a hard time saying I'm having a hard time and I need some help. That's my question. Help me, Josh. So I'm going to highlight two things and then respond to your question. Yeah. First of all, I think your story is going to help a lot of people. What I'd like to respond to with the story is, and then we'll get to the question, is as anybody listening to this podcast, take you can take on one of one of these roles. Either you're the person that is struggling at the dinner table, like Marty was talking about, and you need to talk to somebody, but your wife also 
had the courage to actually care enough about you to ask and ask and ask when something was wrong. And I think both aspects of that are missing in society today because it truly takes someone who actually cares about you enough to ask hard questions. And it kind of reminds me, and it's not the same situation, but like David and Nathan in the Bible, you know, Nathan came up, confronted David and David's life instantly was cut, like put in front of his face and then the change happened. And so your wife was a huge part of this as well as you being a huge part of this, actually admitting like, okay, this is actually what's going on. I need to talk to somebody. And then the funny thing is, is like, you're a therapist. So like, if you're a therapist and know these things yeah. for anybody listening to this podcast, it's like probably 10 times harder for them to realize that they need to talk about this. Yeah. And, and so I think that's great. And if you are listening to this, be like one of those two. If this is a situation, like be either Marty or be his wife, depending on the situation, or be not, both. Not literally. Not literally. I'm not looking. I'm not looking to date. No, Marty's Marty's taken, <laughs> um, man bun and all. So yeah, but metaphorically, metaphorically yes. speaking, be be Marty or be his wife. So I thought, ask hard questions straight. and be honest. And be honest, yeah. And I think I think that's that's great because. People just don't have that. People, we watch people struggle without asking. And so if you can do that, do you, you have to ask yourself, like, do you really care about the person that's sitting in front of you? You know, as you're saying that, it also makes me think, like, the reason my wife could ask a hard question is because the relationship was there. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of times that we're struggling and we want somebody to ask us the hard question. Like, even with my wife, there's been times that I wanted her to push. Yeah. But she didn't know I wanted her to push. Right. You know, how many times do we wish someone cared enough to ask the hard question? But the reality of it is, is we don't have the relationship to begin with mm -hmm. so that when the hard time comes, the question can be asked. So like, even if you're in a good, in a good space right now, go ahead and develop the relationship. Mm -hmm. so that the, the bond is there for when the trial comes yeah that's good that's good um, anyway you said you had two thoughts was that both of them or was that <sighs> yeah pretty much um and then not, respond and why then is respond it, to the question yeah why is okay. it hard like why is it hard for and i'm painting with a broad brush here this right. isn't universally true and it's not always men but speaking from me speaking from the conversation i had for, with chris why does it tend to be so hard for guys to say I'm having a hard time and I need help. So from my personal life and, you know, I teach a domestic violence group for those who committed domestic violence, not the victims. And so this is like a key, this is like two or three sessions that we go through is like, what, what is a man? Like what, what does the term man mean for you and f like society? And so I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man, or something like that. What is that song? I think it is a song. Anyway, um, so, so, yeah, so I think society in general and culture kind of paints the picture of what a man is, and it's not accurate. And we try to fit 
as men the mold to what society tells us a man looks like. And so a man is somebody who, and this kind of comes from, could be a gender. I think it's personally for me, I think we're shifting what a man looks like. And I'm not just talking about like physically, but like we're actually, actually as a culture in the process of remodeling what yeah. men and women look like. But as far yeah. as like some for the good, now, some for the bad. Some. Yeah, exactly. Cause we're kind of moving towards like a therapy culture of talking, but, yeah. Up until that point, men were people who didn't talk about emotions, who had to be strong for their family, who had to act like everything was good, had to, you know, be this strong person that never deals with anything and is always there and is always doing this, is always doing that. You can't break a man. And in that philosophy is you can't break a man, you can't talk about emotions. Internally, you're destroying yourself. And you bottle everything up. And literally every time we talk about this, almost every guy in the room, including myself, admits to having bottled up emotions and bottling up the fact that you got hurt because it's not, quote unquote, manly to be emotional or to be hurt. Because here's what sucks is just because we, we we're raised in a society that says you can't feel you just have to grow up and be a man right because we use that phrase which means don't hurt don't think don't feel hold it together hold it in and and be strong that doesn't actually keep you from thinking and feeling right like you said you internalize it so then you have to come up with a different way of addressing it which turns out to be what you're dealing with control issues through domestic violence pervasive alcoholism and drug use yeah a lot of times horrible pornography habits can stem from that mm -hmm. there's tons of completely ineffective and unhealthy um skills that people turn to because just because we live in a society that says it mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's actually attainable Right. That's not how we were meant to be. Yeah. So like, as you were talking about earlier, the distress or your life ramps up, you can have coping skills that go one for one, but it depends on if they're healthy or unhealthy. Right. So if your drinking well, goes up or your drug use goes up because life goes up, then. That's a good clarifier. We're really good at coming up with coping skills. We're just better at coming up with unhealthy coping skills than right. we are healthy coping skills. Yeah. Because unhealthy coping skills tend to be um, fast and quick acting. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if I go get stoned, it, it hits quick and it works well. If I eat healthy, it takes it a while to catch up to me and it takes a lot more discipline and effort. But in the long run, long it really time. pays off, yeah. you know, That's and good. so there's a give and take there on that. Um. Well, what do you think about, I ask you, throw a question back at you. Mm -hmm. If men feel like this, because it's a very relevant topic right now. Mm -hmm. um, what about women? Mm -hmm. Because this past week, some people, I love tennis, fun fact. I actually watch like the Grand Slams and stuff when they, when they start. So wow, we're in the middle of the French Open. And one of the top women players 
Naomi, I don't know how to say her last name. A Especially with an o, o or something. O-S, O-S-A-K-A. Yeah. Look her up. She withdrew from the like tournament. Osaka or something. Osaka, yeah. She withdrew from the tournament. She was a big – I mean, she's she is favored to win. Um, she didn't run a lot, a lot on the clay, but irrelevant fact. Um, she withdrew from the tournament for mental health issues. So she withdrew because she said she didn't want to go talk to the press because she was just in a place that she felt overwhelmed, depressed, anxious, and she couldn't she couldn't talk to the press about it. Yeah. And she couldn't handle the press after a match because she felt all this stress and it overwhelmed her. Mm-hmm. And so you see all these, like you see her come out about that. And it's kind of like, wow, you know, a lot of people are like, that's brave. That's awesome. That's courageous. You let them know. And then, and so this is my personal perspective. Stephen A. Smith, for those of y'all who know what sports is, Stephen A. Smith literally yesterday opens up about his depression on, in the middle of the show and about how he commended her because he it was the day his mom died like four years ago when he was, he was talking about this and it was like June 1st. So y'all can, y'all can look at the clip, but he talks about his depression and how he went to therapy for three years about it, but nobody ever knew, which is fine. But, and this like, it's, it's, it's almost like society expects women to open up about their issues and expects men not to, yeah. And so it for me personally, it is more impactful to hear Stephen A. Smith. And this is just, you know, mm-hmm. it could be a biased viewpoint for Stephen A. Smith to talk about his depression than for her to come out about her mental health. Mm-hmm. And so do you think it's because we are men and that we can relate to him that it's more impactful and that the women can relate to her? Or do you think it's overall society's view if a man opens up about that, it's overall more impactful for men and women. Um, I know this is like a big question to ask. Listen, man, you, this is, this is a whole other episode because we're out of time. I'm going to say this and leave it at this. I cringe a little bit at more impactful because I don't want to dismiss the courage of her coming out and saying that because when you're in the spotlight and you're the number one contender and you withdraw, that's embarrassing. Mm. That's hard to handle. And it takes courage no matter what. And so I don't want to dismiss that on her side. Not at all. Right. And at the same time, we do need um, more guys to stand up and say, hey, you know, because one thing. So it's good. Like to start out with, let's come out in hindsight. Like I just did and say, hey, I was struggling. This is what I did to get help and I'm feeling better. Right. That's step number one. Let's acknowledge it in hindsight. Step number two like what she because to me what it really is is girls are ahead of the game it's yeah a compliment absolutely because she was admitting it in real time exactly she, right, so she gave him the courage to talk about it exactly so guys let's start admitting it in real time and in, in hindsight mm-hmm. with the goal of being able to acknowledge it in real time so that we can surround ourselves with people to maybe even keep it from happening on the severity that it's happening does that make sense yeah uh, because girls are more willing to embrace their emotions i think they handle it better because guys deny it Mm -hmm. they handle it in hiding 
even if they go get the proper help, they still do it secretly oftentimes. Right. And then, uh, like I've had people here, they're like, I, I don't want people to see me in the lobby. Is there a way you can sneak me in? Yeah. And, uh, and so there's like, okay, well, let's just start with acknowledging in hindsight. That would be a good first step with the goal of being more like what we saw from Osaka or whatever her name is mm -hmm. and saying, no, right now, today, or yesterday, I wasn't able to do that presser because, right. You know, and this is what I'm doing about it, or this is what this person is for me. And like trying to be more real time with it. Uh, because I think when you're more real time with it, you know, instead of your depression going from a two to an eight, we can cap it off at a six, you know, and bounce back a little quicker. Um, yeah. You know, it's in hiding, it grows. Right. You know, like when you start having that pain and you pretend it's not there until you're debilitated and you go and you're just like, well, your cancer's everywhere now. But if you'd have come when you had that first pain, yeah. we could have operated. Right. Ignoring the problem only makes it worse. Right. And the faster we acknowledge it and embrace it, we can actually minimize it a lot. You know, not minimize it in a negative way, but we can actually reduce it a lot of times. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think society pushes men to not talk about it. Yeah, and it grows. And so, oh, not I not that it, it wasn't more impactful, or not that it was more impactful for us personally because we understand the depths of it, but for society's view, yeah, no, of I know what, what a man saying. and a woman yeah. is, it was it's probably it's more rare. Absolutely, you're right. And I know so, what you're saying. yeah didn't want to offend anybody no that's why i was just trying to clarify. clarify yeah all right we're out of time guys we've got to wrap up um hope you guys were encouraged by that um let's yeah, reach talk out to somebody develop talk those relationships somebody. have people in your life who can ask the hard questions that was that's what we need are people that can see us and they know us and so they know when we're struggling and they're willing to have those hard questions um, guys have a wonderful day. Uh, we enjoyed it. Uh, feel free to email us, be looking for the survey. Uh, we're going to be asking for your emails personally. And, uh, if you want to send us an email and let us know what your email is, so you guys can do a survey It's large, the number 23 on sweetweet at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, until next time y'all behave yourselves. Peace out. Thank you.